Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. everyone, what's going on? It's the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito Guerrero. Let's jump into it. So today, we're back with another Motivation Monday, Monday Motivation. And really want to focus on something today. Um, I mean, focus is what it's all about, right? But really, looking at what it is to, to kind of let go, Right? And this is going to touch on a few different things, but I need you guys to think about something that you might have had uh, um, that you were holding on to for a while, right? And, and it could be, I mean, so many different things, and I want you guys to understand this. It could be something like physical, like, for example, you had some old 68 Mustang or something like that, right? Some old car, old... Uh, Maybe an old video game system. I don't know. Maybe in, uh, an old table or something that might have been in your family. Or, or, or quite honestly, maybe it's one of those things that could have value, but is kind of old and beat up. So it doesn't really have value. But because people that have nice ones have something that's worth some money, you, you, you're just not willing to let it go, right? And, and I use an example of a car because I've seen a lot of people that They'll get older cars, and, and mind you, that yeah, if they were in mint condition, they're worth a lot of money, right? But they're not. And then these individuals might be people that, you know, fix cars up or, or have the ability, the capability of doing it, right? But they don't. So now you have a car that potentially um, costs you money every year because you need to keep it uh, registered and everything. And even if you have it non-op, you're, you're still probably paying a little bit every year. And yeah, you can sit there and say, well, it's not that big a deal. I'm not paying a whole lot. And the car, man, once it's fixed up, it's going to be worth like 20 grand or 30 grand. But once again, you're, you're talking about not something that's going to acquire value just sitting there. It's something that is actually going to become more crappy unless you do something about it, right? So you hold on to it. Maybe you hold on for a year. Maybe it's five years. Maybe it's freaking 25 years. And you still got this rust bucket with stuff growing in it and animals living in it. Because you're not willing to let it go. Not to mention, let's be realistic. Let's say you rent the the apartment or the home you live in. And therefore, you're probably paying for your parking in one shape, form, or fashion, right? You're either paying extra to have extra spots or you pay for the spots that you do have. Either way, somehow you are paying for it, right? I don't care how you look at it. You are. So have you figured out what it costs to even have that that item? You know, who cares if it's a car? It might be a table or whatever. Have you done the math on what it costs you to hold on to that every day right have you done the math over the course of a year if you have a closet let's say a closet some everyone thinks a closet's nothing right they're like closet big deal some of us have big closets right 
and you might have a ton of stuff in there. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have, like, your great-great-grandmother's wedding dress in there, and it's something that's passed on from generation, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Or if you have, um, and I'm going to totally be talking about myself a little bit, like some kind of memorabilia, whether it's baseball cards or whatever, and you're just like, you know what? I'm just holding on to the crap. I'm going to pass them down to my kids or I'll, I'll... I'll put them in my will to someone else in the family and they can do what they want with that later. Okay, well, at least there's probably some value attached to it and there's there's a plan, right? Now, the thing is, is people don't always have plans. They just have the stuff sitting around. So once you do that math, right, and, and let's just say you have a closet and you got a bunch of junk in there that... The more you think about it, yeah, the more there isn't a plan. There isn't any reason that you're holding on to it, right? Let's just say you live somewhere not like California. Let's say your rent is like, I'll even make it a little high for some places, but very low for California. Let's say you have a couple of bedrooms, maybe a couple of bathrooms. Overall, you're paying 2000 a month, just to make it simple, Right. And let's say you have somewhere around 1,100 square feet, right? Matter of fact, we'll just say you have 1,000 square feet. You're not living in the biggest place, you know, whatever. Hell, my house in California was only like 1,200 and it was plenty big. So let's say you got 1,000 square feet. Let's say this closet, and it's a big closet, right? It's like 100 square feet, you know, of storage that you have your stuff in. Now think about this. You're paying two thousand a month, right? A tenth of that, right, is your 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 junk that you don't ever touch, you don't ever use, but it's there, and it's taking up room that could potentially be used for maybe something else that does get used, even if it's say for example seasonal stuff, right? Your Christmas, your Halloween, you might have a closet that's full of that stuff, but at least you're rotating it out once a year, and it's kind of like whatever. Or you find some other place like in an attic or something that isn't really livable and it's a pain in the ass to get in and out of. But you put yourself up there, right? So I'm making this into a very long story to tell you, like, you break down the cost of something. Because everything has a cost. Even time has a cost to it, right? So are you holding on to crap you don't need to? And is that crap holding you back? So for example, I just use a closet thousand square foot house you're paying two grand a month so do the math a tenth of that is basically what like 200 bucks right so 200 bucks 200 bucks that you're spending to put this stuff that isn't adding value anywhere it's not gaining value by just being something that you hold on to like if you had a room full of gold at least as gold goes up, you can say, hey, that room is worth more and more and more and more, right? But think about it. For this big closet that I just listed, and maybe it's not that big. Maybe it's 50 square feet, which is still a very decent sized little closet, right? But even then, that's still 100 bucks a month that you're paying to put that stuff up and have it near you, right? So... Look at the flip side. Say you were like me and you wanted to start a podcast and you were saying, I don't have anywhere to do it. I don't have anything. Well, here's the thing. The equipment that I'm using aside from my computer, which I already had that. I'm pretty sure most of us have a computer. I I downloaded a free program, Audacity, right? 
that's how I make my podcast. And I have a mic. Don't get me wrong. You could use your headphones off your phone. You could do it all there. Then, yes, you do want a quiet environment. Do I have a studio? No, I, I have an office here. And I shut my doors, and that's good enough. And I try to make sure no one's making noise in the house when I do this. So if you had that closet, and you really had a great podcast, or, or, or you wanted to do vlogging, and have a nice clean area to do it, boom. For 50 bucks a month, you have your own little office to do it in. You just have to clean out. You have to let go of stuff, right? The other thing is, is the stuff holding you back, right? So letting go of not just things, but people. So there's a lot of people in our lives that don't don't care to see us win. They, they seriously don't care what we have going on. They're more worried about what they have going on and how we can help them, not the other way around. And 90% of the time, we know this. We know that they're only buddy-buddy with us, you know, when we're doing something that assists them or when we're doing something that makes them feel good. But then when it's time to to get that reciprocated, they don't want to do it. Yet we won't let them go. You know what I mean? You hold on and you hold on and you hold on for whatever reason. I've been guilty of this myself, but why hold on? Why not just let go? And yeah, they might put some stupid shit out on social media and that you're this and you're that and oh, uh, all this. But then you really know, yeah, they, they needed to go anyway, right? And things too, things, people, and even groups. You might be involved in a group and that group is always bashing on another group and at some point you go man i like all the other conversations i just i i don't like this one so at what point in time do you say i'm i just refuse to be part of this group anymore you know so you know letting go of stuff is so empowering to to us as individuals to let go of something and and especially uh, I have this 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 analogy I'll, I'll tell people like, you know, if you have a cup of coffee, but you really want to drink three cups of coffee, you could do that, but not with the one cup, unless you drink that cup and refill it twice, right? But most people will say, I can do it, but can't explain how, or they'll say they can't do it because they only have one cup, because they're not willing to think about emptying the cup out to refill it again. So you got to be able to let go or go through some things. Now, what you really got to realize is that letting something go is not easy. And speaking for myself, um, I remember while I was still in prison, um, one of the groups that came in, uh, everything was, all all the stuff I signed up for was based around self-help and, and, you know, development and, and coming to grips with, you know, why you were in prison and, and how to get over it to get out and be, be a productive member of society, right? So I'll never forget one of these exercises was we had to write down things that we that, that were holding us back, things that, that occupied space in our, in our emotions, in our minds, in our spirituality, right? And everyone in the group had to write this stuff down on a little piece of paper and you know, the analogy was all this stuff gets caught up in your net and then it weighs you down because you're carrying this net around. And it's hard for you to 
get to where you're trying to go when you have too much stuff in your net, right? You only want to have in your net what you need, right? So everyone wrote all this stuff down. When I say everyone, I'm talking inmates in prison. And so we wrote them on a little piece of paper and then we put them in an envelope. The envelope signified our, our net. And then we turned those in. And what they did with them was they they performed a ceremony kind of like to throw them back in the river, throw everything back in the river so it's out of our nets. What they did was they basically just burned up all these envelopes. I was the only person in the group that didn't turn in his envelope. And so they asked if anyone hadn't turned in. I mean, they knew I, I didn't. And I stood up and I said, yeah, I didn't turn mine in. And so they asked me. They said, well, do you mind sharing what's in your envelope that you're not willing to let go of? And I said, sure. And I opened my envelope, and I only had one piece of paper in there. Um, and it was uh, forgiving myself for uh, killing my best friend. And so I had all these people do prayer and everything else, and, you know, they, they, they were basically like, you have to let it go. You know, God forgives you, and... He forgives you. And, and I go, well, I, I, I don't know that. And everything that I'm doing that people consider positive right now, I do it because I haven't forgiven myself. And I feel like the stuff I'm doing is 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 somehow chipping away at that debt, um, chipping away at that, that item that's in my net. So I feel like if I get rid of it, I lose my my motivation, my engine, my drive, right? And I get it. And I tell people, I, I give people the same advice, you know, you got to let it all go. Um, and and I tell people, and, and mind you, to this day, I have not let that go. So I'm, I'm letting you guys know, once again, I am nowhere near perfect. I probably have more flaws and issues than any of you. And, and I'm probably helping you more than I even help myself. And that's okay. I'm telling you it's okay because that's I feel like that's part of my purpose on this earth. But, yeah, I, I haven't been able to let that go. And when when things get real shitty, it's kind of what I pull out and kick myself in the ass and say, man, you owe this because you can never repay that. I can't bring him back. I can't make his family think it's okay. I can't make anyone feel like what I did was okay. So, anyway. I struggle with the very thing I'm trying to talk to you, talk to you guys about right now. But needless to say, you got to learn how to let the other stuff go, especially petty stuff. Like someone who did something small against you, let that shit go. Because that shit will sit and fester and turn into something bigger. And it will block. It will block your vision. And I use this a lot. Like racehorses. Horses, they run around the track. Why do they have those blinders on their eyes? Because they don't want them to get distracted with all the other things going on. And I use that uh, for so many things like being focused. You need to put the blinders on and stay focused. Then when you're doing project work, you need to take the blinders off because you have to see everything. Otherwise, you might run into something or something might run into you. And and when it comes to, to letting stuff go, if you hold on to it, you'll have those blinders on. Like, uh, I'll give a perfect example, and Sean, if, if you ever listen to these podcasts, you know, <laughs> drop a comment and talk about this. So, I had someone report to me for a while, 
And I got a lot of negative feedback about his performance. And it was because um, he reported to me, but he was kind of off-site. Like, I never saw him. Like, aside from a meeting, like, once a week where I'd have him come in and kind of give me feedback of what was going on, I did not see this guy. So the guy who worked directly under him felt like he was never working. Like, he's always got his feet kicked up, and he's always on social media, all this stuff. He would take pictures of him and everything. So deep down, I'm like, man, I can't I can't catch him myself. But this guy sending me so much stuff, so much stuff, it's got to be true. So in my mind, I'm like, God, I wish I could just fire him. And I talked to him, talked to him, talked to him. I think I might have even written him up once. And nothing, nothing, nothing changed. And and I just couldn't. I was just, oh, I was so mad. And then the special project that they were working on rounded out. And so they both went back to working in different positions. Like a year or so later, he's a plant manager. And I just happened to become the director over the plant. So now he's a direct report to me. And I know, and, and we've talked about it before, so Sean, like I said, if you're listening, you, I'm not saying anything we haven't already talked about, but he just felt like I was going to find a way to fire him because he knew I didn't like him, right? But me, I went into it, and the first thing was, I'm going to find something to get this dude in trouble because all that stuff had to be true, and I dug into it. I mean, I dug in. I picked through that processing plan and looked for anything and everything, and I came out with a laundry list of stuff. But this is where, and I and I tell people a lot, I go, I, I don't say I'm proud of myself on too many things, but I pride myself on this. I don't care if I got a death wish out for you. When it comes to work, uh, I, I leave all that crap at the front door because I have to go based on whatever's going on now, right? So... I went into it, and I found all this stuff, and then I went to him, and I was like, yeah, so what's going on with this? What's up with that? And I, and I, and I go through this laundry list of stuff, and he had some valid reasons why some things were the way they were, and then other ones he didn't, and we worked, and everything I gave him to fix things, he took it and he ran with it, and over the course of the next 45, 90 days, I found out this was like the hardest working dude in the company. Like literally, like I always tell people I challenge you to try to outwork me. This dude could definitely outwork me. Maybe not at the level I might be at. Sorry, Sean, I'm not picking on you, just saying. But boy, he's a he's a workaholic and, and he comes from an addiction background. So he's one of those people that turned his addiction into a work habit, right? And and I mean Thank God I let it go, right? Thank God I said, you know what? I'm I'm not going to forget it, but I'm going to let it go as far as how I treat this guy professionally. And to this day, we are still very good friends. Um, we work at separate agencies now, but uh, I just had a phone call with him the other day, and we were catching up, and he was bouncing ideas off me. And I love that, and I, I absolutely love it. And and we, we joke about it. We talk about it like, man, remember when you wanted to fire me, when I wanted to fire you, and we just laugh. Um, so you got to be able to let that kind of stuff go. Just because someone did something at some point in time or maybe said something at some point in time, if they didn't do it or say it just like over and over again, and even after you talked, they just kept doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, then maybe, yeah, you know, because now it's it's a trend. It's an ongoing thing. If they're not willing to change, you need to let go of that entire person, even if it's on a professional level. But you got to be willing to let stuff go. And and 
some of the things that we <clears throat> develop emotional or personal ties to, it's even harder. And this is probably why I never really brought on anyone that I know or anything in, in a professional level. Even when I think someone might be a rock star, it always worries me because I don't want I don't want to have to be the one that has to do anything. I even had one of my nephews come work for me and I had to sign his own termination paperwork because I was filling in for someone else and I was like, God, that sucks. But he didn't work directly for me and technically I was signing for someone else and that was it. But it's not like I didn't sign it because it was my nephew. I could care less. Do your job or get fired. That's how it works. So um, I'm telling you, I implore you people, if you want to get ahead in life, and when I say get ahead, I don't mean financially. I mean mentally, on, on a happiness level, spiritually. If you want to be able to achieve the, the goals that you're setting out, you got to be willing to let some stuff go. You got to be willing to sacrifice some time. You got to be willing to make a commitment to that thing. And a lot of times when you commit to one thing, it means you're going to have to kind of let go of something else. That's why so many people are not willing to do it. You know, um, that's why there's only a handful of people that are like super mega rich. Um, and some are lucky. Yeah, they inherit the money and then it money just makes money, you know, but. You got to look at it this way, y'all. If you're not willing to focus on something, if you're not willing to let something go so you can do that, if you're not willing to change, then be happy with the change in your pocket and don't expect anything to change. So anyway, this is Tito letting you know, let that shit go so you can grow. All right? 15 to life out.